Hello and uh, welcome back. Hope you guys have had a good week. It's Lisa, Ian, and Andre. Hello. What's hello, up? hello. What's up? I'm a little sweaty. That's why I got all these fans on. Hey, we have two fans at the show, and they're right behind me. Um, <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Is it hot there in Virginia? It got really hot today. It was our first like summer weather day. It was like 85. Crazy. It's like summertime here now. It is. I think it's all over but the shouting. I yeah. don't know if we'll see any more rain. You I know, think it's, it's like all over. That's it. Game over. And then, then, then until what? Probably not. Not till October, November will we see rain again, in these parts. We'll be w- when it starts getting cold and dark. We'll be quarantined again. Probably. It'll be so <laughs> fun. For Can't wait for the last quarter of the year. Can't wait. So fun. Such a fun thing. Vote this by lockdown. mail. So great. Thank you guys who are out there who are perpetuating it for us, too. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Hollywood. We watched Hollywood. This is Ryan Murphy's new joint on Netflix. I didn't realize it was just seven episodes. Yeah, it was short. I have a lot to thoughts. Yeah, I want to I talk about that. But yeah. I have lots of thoughts about it, but I want to hear from you guys first. Ian, what, what did you think off the bat? I, you know, I, I liked it. I, I don't see a lot of Ryan Murphy stuff, and the stuff that I do see, I like. Like, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to sit through Glee or some of the American Horror Stories, like The Hotel. I don't think I can sit through that. But the ones that I did see, I liked. I like Pose. You so didn't like Hotel? No, that's the, that's the, uh, I didn't watch Hotel. That's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. I don't know if I could sit through that. I think you would have liked Hotel. Really? Isn't that the m- that the one with Lady Gaga? It's not in Gaga it? in it. She's yeah. not. I don't mind her. Yeah. Hotel's She's like yeah. yeah. Hotel's one of my favorites. Okay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I saw a little bit of it, and I wasn't too like intrigued when I stepped was I when I stepped in. Wasn't it. your thing. But anyway, I like this. I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Like at the end in the in the finale, I was just like. Bawling. I was like, I'm a sucker. I am crying right now. Yes. Okay, same. I so, was not expecting I was to cry no. at a fake, like, 1940s Oscars award ceremony. Like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was so shook. I am, I, normally I'm a sucker for these things, but I was just, I, 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 the very, the first thing I said when it all ended is I turned to Ian and I said, Ryan Murphy is the white Tyler Perry. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I love Tyler Perry's movies. If I'm, and I'm in a mood for something sappy and sweet and, you know, that, you know, the, the escapism is writing a world that people want to see. That's mm-hmm. what this was. Yeah. Well, I mean, hokey, it's though. like... It, <laughs> I, did, I did almost get diabetes, <laughs> but... Um, it was, it yeah. was, and it was like, oh, oh. Okay. I mean, it, we. I knew what I was watching, and I, I don't think I wasted my time. I, th- I, I enjoyed it. I quite liked it. I thought I loved it for similar reasons of why I love The Politician. I think the, the style and the writing is very similar. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Again, I think one of the, the big things that that I love like university across Ryan Murphy's stuff is that he writes these larger than life characters, but still manages to humanize them. And I've noticed that every time I've, I've tried to start watching a show, if, 
if the characters don't feel real, then I log out immediately because <laughs> it just it just doesn't feel right. But I'd never feel that with any Ryan Murphy stuff, save like maybe a American Horror Story 1984. But that was a that felt like an anomaly to me. But I don't know. Well, no, I, never, was... I never did really get into Roanoke. That too. That too. Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. But I was just like, oh, I, what is this? I'd be willing to bet that he he pulled back for for the, some of the seasons that didn't work. I don't know. I don't want to blame it all on him not being there, but that's another podcast. Um, but no, I quite enjoyed it. I have a couple of weird things that that by the end I was like trying to rationalize and it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll save that for later. I want like so okay. I want to know more of what you thought, Lisa. Well, <laughs> I think it's because Hollywood has been my bag for a long time. Like I studied the town for many, many years before I moved out here. One of the reasons I want to move out here. And when some people like get up on their soapbox and talk about the good old days of Hollywood, I go, really now? <laughs> Do you know about the five o'clock girls? Do you know about the five o'clock clock boys do you know about the casting couch do you know about the the utter tyranny that this town was and i've been endlessly fascinated with it and i loved that they wrote the world that they wanted to see and i feel like that rings very solidly with mm. younger audiences and i loved that aspect of it but knowing what actually really happened to rock hudson um, and to closeted actors up until the doors of, I don't know, Yeah. this morning. Um, I just, I don't know how to reconcile it. I'm glad it was made. I didn't hate it. I just didn't take it too seriously. And th I guess the only time that I would just get jarred out of it is there's some really sappy shit that would go on. Like they all give Patty Lapone a look when Avis like tells the guy off and they're all like, I'm like, <laughs> is this a 1984 after school special? Like, yeah. there's just times when it's just a little bit like, oh, oh, oh that gave me the sweet tooth. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved the beautiful boys. Ryan Murphy loves his beautiful boys. Uh, we got Darren, uh, David Cornsweat from, um, sounds like Cornsweat, doesn't it? I'm probably butchering your last name, David. <laughs> We got him from Politician. He played River, and he's he's just beautiful in a haunting mm -hmm. way. He's like he's like a marble come to life. He is the David. Um, and then because he is so beautiful, Darren, Chris. Now remember when we all were like just creaming our jeans over Darren, Chris, <laughs> and now we're like, oh, Darren's in this. That's great. Um, <laughs> and Darren's probably in his room every day, going, "Is she prettier than me?" <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's prettier than you. Um, the big surprise for me, though, and we can get into all these little things I just said. The bit my favorite out of this, and I loved everybody in it. I loved every person in this cast. It was they were a delight from Holland to Laura Harrier. Loved Darren, Dylan McDermott. Oh my God, he always shows up and does his thing. Jake mm. Picking as um, Rock Hudson was amazing. Jeremy Pope as Archie. 
Samara Weaving as Claire, Jim Parsons. Oh my God, Jim Parsons. Oh my God. Patty Lapone, Matt Apatow, Maud Apatow showing up, and Mira Sorvino got to come up in here after this Harvey Weinstein mess and be like, "Hoy!" And then Michelle Kruziak, who plays uh, Anna Mae Wong. I mean, that could go on and on and on. But the person who steals the show for me, who steals all seven episodes, is uh, Joe Montella, who played Dick. I I mm. feel like I felt yeah. him the most. I was with him the most. And he felt yeah. like the most real character out of this, outside of probably um, Avis's husband, um, the great Rob Reiner. Um, these guys feel like they existed in that world, that they were from mm -hmm. that place. And I'm sure there are plenty of dicks in the industry still who are not out, you know, the Lindsey Grahams of Hollywood. So, Mike Pence, a big politician who's in the closet. So, I'm just, I, I felt him the most, and I feel like he's MVP of this. And if anyone should get a nod for doing Hollywood, I think it should be Montello. However, he says, Mantello, Montello. I thought Joe was awesome. Yeah. So, I agree. It, his, his character went in so many places that I, I did not expect, especially, I think that can be said for most of the characters. Him, especially and the the one i was also most surprised about was claire and i'll get to her in a second yeah but with dick it was it was so interesting to like see him introduced as this hot shot hollywood producer and he's like a no bullshit kind of guy but he really does have like this huge weakness that he feels like he needs to hide <coughs> and, i mean this is ryan murphy's bread and butter like he he knows it he knows exactly you know what kind of audience he's playing to, but the way Dick's character was written, I don't know. It, it, it gave a, a, almost a second heartbeat to the show. And yeah. I, one of the main things that I took away that didn't set well with me was his death at the end, because it felt like to me, like, why? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, what does it serve for the story and for the character for him to die very suddenly, too? Like, a year, like, it cuts to a year later, and we think we're at Ernie's funeral, but it's actually Dick's. And I mean, just like, I don't know, like, is it, is it so like the Jim Parsons gay romance movie can be memorialized in him? Eh, it feels like a weird send off for that character. I don't know. It felt very much. Like, oh, you thought it was Ernie, right? Well, because we didn't set up any sort of death thing with Dick, we're going to pull the rug out from under you after these Oscar wins. And I'm just like, mm, I, there, something there is not is not quite sitting well with me. Did you guys feel I, that? I just don't feel like it's, it's necessary in general. You guys, I'm not telling you guys what to do. I just feel like it's not necessary to, to do that with a Ryan Murphy joint. I feel like... All, there were so many times in this where I was like, what? That, that, was, just, that was just number 50. And I just accept it as part yeah. of watching Ryan Murphy's stuff. It's not, you know he's going to do some corny ass yeah. switcheroo, boo shit. You know, we have the redemption story of the executive who used to be horrible and Jim Parsons. And now he wants to make a gay love story. And it's like. That would never happen either. That person just gets we'll to get go to on. We'll get to his ass in a second. It just needs to <laughs> just be, those guys just continue to be awful. They are hypocrites. They are the epitome of hip hypocrisy. And those guys, i never seen those dudes like do a 180. So there's just so many things where you're just like, eh. I think the most believable scene 
for me in the in the entire series was the scene between Holland Taylor and Joe Mantella where she makes a play for him and mm-hmm. it's just it's heart wrenching because this I've actually experienced many times over. Um working in, in film, working in television, working in theater, I've had that. You know, you think your you think your gaydar is good, <laughs> and then you find out that yeah, it's broken. When you're like, oh shit, and you're in this kind of weird moment, and then that person happens to be someone that you're very close to. So I think personally, I related to that. And I'm not saying this is terrible. I'm just saying I don't think we should pick apart Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess I could say I've been in very similar situations. Maybe the opposite way. Who knows? But. Yeah. No, I mean the thing is, if they if they made his character more about how he's insecure that he's gonna basically like I don't know like die alone or something, then him finding this person and owning his identity, and then him dying with all of that, that would fe- that would like make us feel something. But it just comes like out of the blue and hits you in the face, and it's like emotional whiplash. Because, yeah. like, you were expecting it for it to be Ernie because they set it up. That makes sense. And I don't really know if I wanted it to be Ernie either. I just don't know why we needed, like, a surprise death at the end. And I think, I don't know if you guys felt this, but, like, the last, like, two or three episodes felt, like, incredibly rushed to me. Oh, yeah. I felt like we needed at least four more episodes. Seven episodes is a weird number. I feel like there's a lot of things that were cut out. There are a lot of things that happened that would have resonated more if we got to sit in it a little bit, mostly like them burning the Meg reels. And then that ends episode six and then episode seven happens. And this is the Ace Amberg funeral. And then even before the main titles, like, Oh, we have a copy of the reel. We can keep making our movie. And I'm just like, that felt like at least half of an episode where they were going to try to figure out what to do. And then this funny old, old man that was in the test screen being like, Oh, I made a copy because he was messing with your picture. Like, well, see, here's the thing. I'm going to interrupt and just say, I mean, yes, I think we needed more time on the water with it, but I think that's one of the most believable characters too. In this was the, the old editor. I mean, I've met guys like this. Yeah. And I feel like that guy, I think that's based in something. I feel like that story actually happened where, you know, one of these old cutters had seen them do this egregious shit and goes, yeah, I'm going to save the Wizard of Oz, you know. I feel like that I was grounded in. But again, there was so much whiplash in this whole thing that, I mean, off the bat, Jack going to find like a gay guy in a movie theater after getting the costume from Western Costumes to go find a, That's how you have to find a gay guy. Okay, I was the- like, what is happening? <laughs> that whole scene, I was like, what is what is going on? That was such a weird way to introduce Archie. I don't know. It was bizarre. Yeah, was I was like, what's happening? Yeah. It was, it was very weird. But no, I, back to the editor guy thing. I'm not saying him have, making a copy isn't. No, no, no. Like, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, I wish we like dealt with the fallout of them losing the movie a little more. And I don't know if. You know, they got to post-production and they needed reshoots and then all of this happened and they couldn't do it. I don't know when their post-production was. Trying to Google anything about this show is hard because Google is like, oh, you want stuff about Hollywood? Wait, Netflix? Wait, what Holly- Hollywood Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that I'm talking about the show. Um, but no, yeah, Archie's, 
introduction i love archie i thought he was one of the best characters in this it was just bizarre it was bizarre way to to introduce so this is how you go find gay guys and it's like what i didn't understand but i another depiction i loved i loved queen latifah as hattie mcdaniel i feel Mm. like i don't know if hattie was in any way shape or form that way but i love how the way the way she played hattie yeah. I loved um, Paget Brewster as Tallulah Bankhead and that the two of those might have been hooking up. Tallulah was a wild-ass person. She's from my neck of the woods. I think the depictions of the, the Hattie and Tallulah and Vivian Lee, they nailed that. I mean, that's at least that sense of it. And Ryan Murphy is in love and enamored with this period in yeah. Hollywood. You can tell that if you watch Feud. Yeah, I was going to say Feud's yeah. the same It's same a time. love letter to Hollywood, and then this was his whole... Coming at it from uh, you know a second time around, really, third if you count the American Horror Story freak show with um, the Mars character. Uh, I feel like there's some love letter to that too. But I just I feel like yeah, there's some real beautiful renderings of characters. I in no way, shape, or form took the plot line of this seriously. Yeah. What I was interested in asking you guys is I know how in. Wait, Kurt's what? Look. I was like, I just, I dropped the, p- and it's just like, I just killed the entire conversation. Great. No. I'm awesome. I was like, oh, okay, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I was like, okay, I wanted to ask you guys. So I know we said in our City of Angels podcast that the the time period didn't feel real. And this happens right about the same time. Did you guys get that sense? Did you think, did it feel more real or about the same? I, for me, it was it was. Oh, that's a good question, you know. If for me, it was a little bit more real. I don't know if it was because of the lighting, or what. But I noticed it. I noticed it in in the context of what it was. But I, I mm-hmm. it didn't seem as 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 gimmicky as uh, City of Sounds Angels. Stagey. I mean, yeah. here's the thing: we live here, and so we know that. A lot of this architecture that they use in these things still exists. You can go to someone if somebody yeah. if one of your friends lives in Hollywood or WeHo, NoHo, any of those places. Hell, even on the West Side, wherever you can go into places and feel like you're back in the 40s, 50s, hell, the 30s in some cases. No. So we don't tear that shit down. I feel like there's kind of this ghost that we live with a lot of ghosts here. <laughs> so I feel like living in such a haunted town. Oh, the laundry's done. Um, but living in a town where there is so much history like this, this f- popped off. And also, again, Ryan Murphy knows how to do this. This is his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. He finds his location scouting is perfection in these yeah. kinds of cases. He finds as many as original spots as he can. And the gas station where you can get the handy and the whatever, I was looking this up, this shit used to happen. So... And then you see where the old gas stations used Just to be. Just like out in public like that? Yeah. They, yeah. Well, not out in public. They went to hotel rooms. Well, they yeah, went around the but corner. I mean, but you would notice it. Like people are on. Like there's a lot of traffic here. Not Why necessarily because we only had so many Edsel stations or whatever they were around town. And I've seen some of the old ones. There's a couple still around La Brea area that you can see how the, you do a drive-in service and that whole thing. I mean – this makes complete sense to me. Oh. People get blowjobs and car washes now. No one says anything about that. <laughs> happens all the time. We have a lot of trap motels around fucking Los Angeles. Probably one in your town. 
But like I just coming I, to your town. I feel like all of these guys mattered and and happened, and I felt like that was realistic. And when we would go into the homes of the more established, like wealthier players, I felt like it was back there. Like they nailed yeah. this aspect yeah. of it. I think I was backstage at the Oscars. I felt that. Um, that's that you go back and they booze it up in the old room at the what was that the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion or wherever they used to have it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that they get right. It's just that I don't count on Mr. Murphy for a a straight line of a plot or even a plot that I can sort of hang a hat on. So yeah. that I kind of know what I'm in for. Interesting. That's just me. Well, now, obviously, you have a lot of thoughts. You have notes, I bet you. I bet you have four <laughs> pages of notes. No, just <laughs> bullet points. Um, no, uh, I wanted to talk about um, Jim Parsons' character because while I like love the character and I, Jim Parsons' performance is amazing, the last like 30 minutes of the last episode is where the show lost me. And yeah. Cringe. Especially, I mean, like, uh, I don't know how to say this. I mean, like, Jim Parsons, like, is really, if you look at it, the main players of this story, I mean, he's the only one that seems irredeemable. I mean, even Ace Amberg comes around at some point once he's yeah. seen Meg. But, and even Claire, where she, she sort of set up to be Camille's competition, and then she just becomes a friend of the group and she's, she's right. in the movie and everything. Um, and Jim Parsons character is written. Henry is really only like the really slimy main character. And I felt the, the idea that we could skip a year later and him suddenly wanting to make amends feels very weird. Given the recent context I mean, Me Too is not that recent anymore, but it's still, like, prevalent. And it's, like, I mean, like, what are we saying here? Like, I I like that, you know, that Rock didn't forgive him because that seems very realistic. I mean, he's, like, I still have nightmares about you. Like, that guy was a sexual predator. Yeah. But then, like, to end the series on him making a groundbreaking gay romance film, I was just, like, but why him? Like, why not, why not? Archie like because like he he makes a a at a certain point like in the middle of the story he embraces like I don't want to tell the story of a white girl because that's not my story mm-hmm. and I think we could have extended that even more and have him make this this I mean he penned it but like I don't know it felt very it felt very off to me at the end I was like what is what are we trying to say yeah like I don't feel like he's a, a redeemable character based it was on very jarring all the shit he he did in the series. In the it show. was very jarring for me. I didn't I didn't appreciate that. For me, having Dick just inexplicably die over Ernie and being like, gotcha, that felt like a first draft and somebody should have talked somebody out of it. But it didn't like lose the plot for me. It was Henry Wilson having this big turn in the road and now wanting to be like this guy that I was just like, come on now. I would have loved yeah. it so much better if Henry had just been stewing in his own misery when this all ended and vowing to take them down and they go into the world with an arch nemesis it's like i'm gonna vow to take you down like he's gonna be the miss Lindsay standing in the street going hey y'all don't make any more of these fat films you know what i mean like like just to have that really exasperated kind of 
line in the sand to go, we still have, you know, more demons to fight. It ended too neatly. It was wrapped up in mm-hmm. little bows. And I don't know. I just, I liked Jim Parsons a lot better in the character of Henry when he was just a fucking douche. And like a I self-hating if we gay really guy. Needed, yeah, if we really needed this time skip, like, I would have just, like, not questioned it if he wasn't there. Because he, he's written as, like, outside of the group. Like, he's not allowed to hold the Oscar. And he's against Archie and Rock holding hands in public. Like, it, I don't know. It felt very weird. I, yeah, I it was very it's cheesy. Like, it feels very rushed at the end. It was like, we got to wrap this up. And again, I don't know if if COVID had anything to do with this. Don't know what the schedule was like. But I, I don't know. Oh, this it, was in the bag a long weird. time ago. They had this in the, yeah, I would have this th- was I in would. the pocket. This was shot like I think they wrapped this up what mid to maybe fall of 2019. They were done. I want to oh, say okay. something though about the Me Too movement. I mean, I again, I'm it's very controversial. I guess what I think, but I think Me Too is kind of when it first started happening, I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna backfire. Um, and it has. We're seeing it in our presidential election. Um, I'm just not a big i don't like hashtags i don't like flying under the banner i have hashtags i don't like wearing the pink pussy hat bullshit i don't and it's not that i'm like down like against the resistance yeah we need to get this motherfucker out of here yes weinstein was a fucking monster yes there's a lot of predators still out there but when you start slapping a hashtag and a bumper sticker and saying believe all women and you get into some dangerous territory so i feel like with this it was an opportunity to show all the different faces of LGBTQIA+, and all the different faces of women. We needed a good woman villain in this. You know, we needed, you know, just going, oh, all women are awesome. I can introduce you to some women that'll change your fucking mind about that. And then there's a lot of people in the queer uh, community who were the worst. The worst! And I love Jim Parsons when he was that fucking dick, that self-hating gay guy who calls everybody fag and queer and makes them, and he sees, you know, being gay as a perversion. And he has all these people doing this sexual assault crap in front of him as a perversion. And I wanted to let that roll and be what it was instead of going, oh, everybody got redeemed in the end. Because the real world, and this is very far from the real world, I know the whole thing of it is rewrite, you know, history the way you want to see it. But there's something very naive and smacks me in the face because we know how Rock Hudson went out. He was in denial until he died. Freddie Mercury came out as having AIDS the day before he died. Rock Hudson was vilified. People picketed the movies. You know, no, everybody disowned him in death. It was horrible. It was fucking horrible. So I found myself a, a couple of times my blood was boiling because I was like, oh, okay, no, I see. Because I'm trying to remember Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek did this beautiful thing for the queer community. But this flagrant rewriting of history, I'm, I'm of two minds about it. On one hand, like I said uh, initially out of the gate at the top of the episode, I'm like, I don't want to be that asshole who stands in the way of us re-envisioning things. At the same time, revisionism doesn't do us any favors a lot of times to show how if Ryan Murphy wanted to show Hollywood and its glory and show you how they actually do treat queers in this town, that'd have been something, you know, we would all, this would have been 14 episodes long. 
We all would have been like frothing at the bit. Yeah. Screaming about this to the high. There would have been like fights on Twitter. And as much as I think this was a nice little fairy tale world where everybody got what they wanted, it was so like convenient and so Hollywood. It kind of smacked me in the face of like that season he did with the whole election thing. Oh, that one? Yeah. It was kind of walking away from that of like going, really? I feel like this was a missed opportunity in a lot of ways. But it was gorgeous. And I love the cast. And it was beautiful. And I love all these actors. And they acted their tits off. And they did a great job. But I don't know. I think it would be important if we could see what they really did do to Rock Hudson. What they Mm. did to stars of the day. You know, well into the fucking early aughts, mid-aughts. Like I said, up into the door of like maybe two years ago. And it's not just about the mistreatment of Ellen. It's about the five o'clock girls and the five o'clock boys, the brutality, the you have to suck a dick. Not just one dick, but many dicks just to get it to be in the chorus. If you're a woman or a man and you're queer and just straight people doing tricks and queer people having to fuck, you know, opposite gent, the shit that goes down. I'm like, let's roll up our sleeves and get up in this motherfucker. And um, we got a love letter, and I don't think that's a terrible thing. But I kind of was all over the place with that whole thing. But that, that's kind of like my top end thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. I think people should watch it. It was enjoyable. But like I said, you know, I'd like to see Mr. Murphy turn around and like do the real Rock Hudson um, story. You know? Yeah, I can see. I can, yeah, I can definitely see that side of it. Has he has he done something that's been more mainstream? Like, well, I think he did that when he did the O.J. Simpson story. I think that's probably some of Ryan Murphy's finest work is when he did O.J. Mm. and he ex- he walked us through it. We were in the room. He does period pieces like nobody's business. And when he yeah. did the trial of O.J. Simpson, because I had covered that damn thing for nine months, watching the whole thing, I was like, oh, we we totally understood what happened and why we got the verdict that we got. He's got this power. Ryan Murphy runs this town. He's one of the top fucking ten players in this town. Um, And he is a gay man. He's a queer showrunner. I would just, I don't know. I'm not mad at the guy. It sounds like I'm mad. I'm not mad. I just, (laughs) you know, and also Rock Hudson actually wasn't some terrible actor. I don't know what they're trying to say about him being some dumb hayseed. You got to watch some of Rock Hudson's pictures. This is not the Rock Hudson that, maybe that's how he was early on. But he seems like he's clueless and unmoored. The man on screen yeah. is not this guy. I love the guys. Uh, I loved the actor, but I don't think that this was Rock Hudson. That I didn't believe for a second. He just stood as a cardboard cutout of Rock Hudson, not the person I had watched this film since I was a kid. You know, if you I was going to pick a Rock Hudson movie, the Pillow Talk movies with Doris Day. Um, you can't get any more queer than that. Pop those in. They're beautiful. They're like cotton candy. They're silly. They're fun. You can drink to them. They're great. Or put on um, Giant with uh, Liz Taylor and a young and up-and-coming um, James Dean. That one's epic. That's three That's hours, the one though. That's he, he was nominated for, right? Yeah. Oh. He was great. So I don't know who this guy was supposed to be, but. Is it cold where you are, Ian? Seems like it's cold. That's a little bit, but yeah. Is Daenerys back there plotting? Yeah, uh, they're just hollering and hooting out there. I just can, <laughs> you, can you 
Can you say uh, hello to Drogon for That's me? It's the new neighbors. Yeah. What's up, guys? Might want to give her a heads up and tell her to not go in the throne room. Don't go in the throne room, girl. away from John. You got to break up with John. Do it by text. <laughs> just send a raven. Break up with him, girl. And also, maybe you need to, like, take a vacation or some shit. <laughs> you know, get your hair did or not did. Maybe, you're, maybe your braids are too tight. I'm just saying, girl. Maybe just relax. I'm I'm quarantined in King's Landing. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck. Being quarantined in Flea Bottom, that would suck bad enough as it is because, you know, everything happens in Flea Bottom. It's bad. But being quarantined in the Red Keep, I think, would be worse. That would be right up, right up there. Yeah. Where would you want to be quarantined in Westeros? I love the sharp right turn that this podcast has just taken, but... I want to know um, uh, That's fine. I want out. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> done talking about Hollywood. I know you have other points about it, uh, and I'm willing to no, entertain I was this. No, uh, But I, you know, I think everybody should watch it. I don't hate it. You know, but again, I'm, an, I'm fun, 55 years old. You know. I grew up watching all these Rock Hudson movies. Yeah. I'm going to have a different opinion. I don't want to steal anybody's joy. If you loved it, love it. I think all these actors are dreamy and wonderful. I loved Holland Taylor in this. I love her in and up with Ernie. So many good mm. things. I thought Rob Reiner showed up and killed it. Patty Lapone killed it. Nobody sucked. Yeah. Nobody, nobody sucked. Nobody sucked. It was amazing. It was fun. It's a good little uh, escape thing, but don't I don't I can't yeah. get too deep with it, you know. Don't take it seriously. That's like like buying a gas station sandwich and expecting it to like <laughs> fulfill you. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, where would I want to be quarantined? Do you know where I would want to be quarantined in Westeros? Probably probably High Garden. Oh my god, that's what I was gonna say. High Garden, like you got all of the fucking wine. I was gonna say Dorn. Dorn's pretty cool. They're pretty. They're mm. freaks. Because you got the out. Yeah. It's like being in Raging Waters, but no yeah. one's peeing in the pool. I was just gonna say it's <laughs> where it's where all the buzz go. I probably I'd be down with it because you know it's where all the buzz be hanging out, and everybody's hot. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably Dorn, but I don't know. Probably knowing me, as conservative as I can be, sometimes. But you know, like one to have like a like a freaky edge. That's High Garden. Either either <laughs> that or Bravos or something where everyone's free. Well, you know where I belong is beyond the wall with the wildlings. I mean, everybody oh, knows well, yeah. that's probably where I should be at. That's where I'm <laughs> from. Now that the Night King's dead. Yeah, I'm definitely with free folk, and I would have been yeah. there during the Night King days, and I would have rolled right back there, going, "This is our city, motherfuckers." And then it's gonna turn. Isn't it gonna turn green again now that um? If the Night King's defeated, aren't they going back to a big thaw when John was going back and Ghost and all them? Weren't we seeing, like, the ground peeking out a little bit? We have That's to what I remember. Yeah. Right? That's the next. The all next right. One. Season nine, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Andre, so where would you be? On the I was going to say High Garden. I you almost wanted to, like, do it at the same time, see if we said the same thing. But definitely oh, High Garden. Oh, I messed it up. I fuck up so many things. No, no. <laughs> no, High Garden. Let me some wine. Let me some food. It's all I need. I mean, really, that's kind of all you need. Yeah. I think it would suck being at Winterfell as much as we all want to say, "Oh yeah, Winterfell." Not really. Those people are like they're just like no fun. I think all the weed is gro- grown in uh, in go- in Dorne. All the weeds grown. No, all there the weeds grown in High Garden. No, 
high garden. They've been growing the weed. Like, because it's high. They got that. Co- no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, they are all the breadbasket. They grow all oh, the that's shit. That's true. But it's, it's, it's sunny yeah. and warm. Look, I'll bet you Dorn. there's like OG Dorn and OG High Garden Kush. And then you can just like figure out which one of those works for you. Just saying. It's, it's HG Kush. Gotcha. I like it. I like it. And Dornish. It's just called Dornish. Do you think if like if anybody is like <laughs> Dornish, I'm doing I'm doing I'm gonna smoke a bowl of Dornish, man. Get some Dornish. Some shit. Gonna get my eyes poked out like Oberon did, man. Yeah. Um what other fan like what other like world would you wanna be in lockdown? Just na- any show, any genre, anything, what's a place that you'd want to be in lockdown? Rosebud Motel, obviously. <gasps> Oh, that's true. That's well, maybe not. Maybe uh, maybe in the guest room of David and Patrick's cottage. I don't know. That'd be nice. That could work. What about you, Ann? Where would you want to be? Somewhere in Shit's Creek sounds fun, because it doesn't. You wouldn't be too stressed. Yeah. You I mean, can take Roland and Jocelyn's guest room. Yeah, we'll be at the, at the <laughs> yeah the Rosebud Motel, and then everyone will just stay six feet apart, and we'll have like barbecues outside and just social distance i feel like for entertainment factor and because i would get a lot of good stories out of it i would want to hang out with guillermo i want to like stay in guillermo's room and what we do in the shadows Um, oh my god i was like we're already (laughs) in new jersey shit's creek (laughs) (laughs) i thought you meant in shit's creek i was like oh my god who's guillermo (laughs) (laughs) you're like have i already been smoking dornish (laughs) That that's, don't, that's how strong it is. It's that contact. Makes guy. you think you're on another show. <laughs> I would probably, because I just would like to be in like a freaky weird place with uh, with Guillermo on his journey that he's on currently, which you would know about if you had stayed uh, watching the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Guillermo. Okay, I'm logging off. Where's the, <laughs> the hang up button? No, you know where I'd want to be. I want to be in Grandage Place in Penny Dreadful. Without mm. the witches coming through the walls, oh. I would just be up there in my Victorian garb, drinking yeah. some tea or something. I Maybe would... Dorian Gray comes by. We have a chat six feet away. I, I don't, th- girl. You wouldn't be having no chat with that man six feet away. Y'all be breaking <laughs> that hole. He's immortal. <laughs> he's immortal. He's not gonna. He's not gonna oh, infect you. He, he's not. He don't have that. He's got. He's got ancient ass, you know, stuff. Okay. His portrait will get COVID, but he, he'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> there's no way you would be able to resor- resist Dorian Gray. Mask off. It'd take you about an hour to get undressed with all the buttons and the button hooks and all the shit. But, you know, you get up in there. Um, and Reeve Carney has left the room. And he's left the chat. And scene. And scene. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. How How is the quarantine helping uh, doing with everybody? I think there's some people who are like not taking it seriously who are like, fuck that. They're out on the beaches screaming. I I just want to do a check-in. Where are we? And I want to say, what is it, day 48, 49 for us? Not that there's a competition. Think, well, I've been quarantining since like March 14th. That sounds about right. Yeah. Here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I left the house for the first time on uh yesterday, Saturday. Um because and, like it's I been two to, months, right? So it's been what it's yeah, yeah. It's almost been change. it's almost been two months. Oh girl, I felt like I was a whole new woman. 
Um, no, I had, I had, I bought a new phone and I uh, chose to pick it up from the store because if I tried to ship it, it would come in three years. Sure. Um, and so I was like psyching myself out before I was like, you should have seen me. Like before I was like getting in my car, I was like, okay, I can do this. I got my mask. I got my gloves. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then, and then I get in the car and I'm like, wait, am I going to remember where to go? Yeah. It's, it, I, I've gone longer. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Should I get the GPS? Maybe. Yeah. Let's get the GPS out. Okay. And then I'm in the driveway for like five minutes, like trying to make sure I got everything. Do I got my wallet? I, d- I forgot my wallet. I had to go back inside to get my wallet. Um, it was a lot. It was a big, big day. It was also my first day at a Zoom university. So I was like here for it. Um, so I go. I have no idea what to expect. Normally when I go into the Verizon store to get a new phone, I have to go through this 45-minute rigmarole and give them all my information and my blood, my blood type and my social security and they need to do the activation and then they try to con me into getting their $75 cases. Um, and I'm just like, I'm like mentally preparing for that. And so I park, um, I got my mask on, I'm walking outside, I go up to the door and there's someone standing there with like an iPad mask and gloves and everything. And he asked me what I'm there for. And I told him I'm here to pick up a, a phone that I ordered. And he asked me for my name and I show him my ID. And then he goes into the store and literally comes back in less than 30 seconds with my phone in a bag and he's like all right have a good day and I'll, i i got back in the car i was like i cannot believe that all this time it could have been that simple i i was like in and out two minutes that's it and i was like i could get used to this yeah. we're all finding this out we're that, all finding that pickup shit is awesome y'all could have been suddenly doing this. they're efficient mm-hmm. they are I just find it funny that you got like all ready, like you were going to slay a vampire, like you had all the oh, accoutrement, yeah. you were like ready to go, you were going to go out of the biosphere of your house, you haven't been out in two months, you're going to like start, you know, getting the, the symptoms as soon as you leave the driveway, <laughs> and then you get over to the Verizon, and they're like, they're just throwing it at you, here you go, sir, all right, get away. <laughs> You know, you're like, I have to drive by with my passenger window open. I have to throw it in <laughs> as I drive just, by. You know, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened to us. We went, uh, we bought another TV. Like, we, you know, we need TVs. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went over <laughs> to the, Best Buy. For the kitchen, and, right? For the kitchen, yes. Yeah, for the kitchen, yeah. Come on. You know, we got to keep up with the news and shit, man. Right. The TV is on. All the time. It's like Black Mirror Villa, whatever <laughs> we're, we're calling Ashland now. So, like, we go to the – and there's there's a whole lined-up thing. You know, all of these guys are lined up. They're getting us in. We're getting out. Yeah. Like, less than, like, a minute later, we don't even get out of the car. No. They've, they radiate you, – you get the first checkpoint. They radiate their, your name in. By the time you get up to the front of the, the, um, the store, the guy's loading it into your truck. And then you're like, peace. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I love me some Best Buy. I got to love Best Buy. They kill Radio Shack and everything else around them. And it's one of the few places where you can still get some shit around here, like up in person uh, outside of Amazon. Most of the time, these motherfuckers in the Best Buy that we go to, high, lazy, clumped yeah. together and like seven or eight, talking about the women they haven't had sex with, usually video game avatars they're having sex with. These people just 
useless You're a busy lot of time. Doing nothing. <laughs> useless as shit. You help yourself, right? They're like Home Depot people. They are. They are like just like Best Buy is like Home like Depot. Like you're bothering them. Like yeah. you go into their store mm. and they're like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah. We were having a conversation like and they I'm got just like, "Shit to do." Oh, I'm sorry. My fucking bad, right? But now up in the COVID where everybody's afraid to die and afraid if they finna use, lose their job. <laughs> I'm seeing some hustle I've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these motherfuckers are like, they look like they had they had just passed a training course to work at LAX at the TSA, like the first day before it like became the TSA we know now. They, they were just sharp and on it. And I was like, we could have been doing this this entire time. Y'all sales would have been through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you're right. Going in to get a new phone, you're like, it's like going to get your hair cut at a high-end salon on the west side. You're going to be in there three hours. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I said, There's only so much hour I have, but I'm going to be in there for three hours. We're going to have a lot of conversations. It's going to take forever. <laughs> it's going to cost me $200. What the, why the fuck? We'll still look the same when I come out. Buying that, sh- <laughs> buying your shit online and then picking it up is the best thing. It is the best thing. We do it with our groceries now. The it hits thing. different. It hits different. It I don't hits know. different. You know? So Ian, like you know, now we're going over to our grocery store that we were we were going to. We call it in, and we just go park in a little slot, and they bring it out. The Instacart employees, in this case, actually work at the supermarket where we're going. Yeah. We have been mm-hmm. uh, wanting to be in solidarity with our brothers and sisters and others who work in the delivery places and i know there has been these strikes that are going on however <laughs> we got to eat food and we're trying to limit our contact with them yeah I right mean, it's like one yeah. less person so con- we're not tra- in the st- yeah, yeah we're not going in the store risking anybody and everybody they prefer it we actually no. asked one of the employees who was bringing it out like what do you think about this and she said i'm i would rather you guys do this than come in the store yeah so sure. and then we tip we're you know we're making sure we tip, and we're t- we're tipping as much as our budget will allow. Not not a couple of dollars. We're doing like ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. You know, even though they're bringing it right out about the store, we want to make sure we're honoring the employees. And everybody does seem to have PPE in our world. I know it's different other places, but yeah. Well, I'm sure you're also saving a lot of money that way because you're not like being tempted. <laughs> By things that you see under the corner of your eye, yeah, you feel like you're no. saving money on it. Well, we, I, no, because yeah. because prices are jacked. Yeah, they're just jacked up. I mean, that's just I mean, that's the market. They're gonna jack it up. Remember so how, we're remember paying how high, high those cakes were before. Yeah, uh, <laughs> them cakes is like fifty dollars now. It's the, like oh, shit. the only thing that's not expensive here is is gas. Yeah, gas is unbelievably cheap. I think it's it's cheap everywhere. You know, they can't yeah. they're giving it away. But I feel like what we're doing, I feel like how we're saving money, and Ian can probably contradict me on this, we sit down and we have conversations about what we're going to eat. We don't have a whole lot of leftovers Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing too. Yeah, like we know what we're going to eat. We're eating everything we get. Yeah. We rarely throw things out. I made a batch mm-hmm. of some weird shit a couple of times because I'm trying to cook at home, and it's like, oh, don't let her do that. Um, but like – we're being more efficient about the food that we do buy. We're being more conscious of it. Not to say that we were wasteful before. We don't have the money to be wasteful, but. But we're but we're not eating out. So we're cooking most of our meals. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And it's healthier for you, and you're more mindful of what you're doing. So I appreciate that part. Psychologically, sure, yeah. where is everyone? Like, okay, so let's talk about you, Andre. This is kind of a celebration of sorts. This is our celebration with you this weekend, the beginning of it. I feel like. 
I feel like your celebration of you graduating should go for like a month or two. <laughs> so you stopped taking Zoom classes on Thursday. What was the first mm-hmm. thing you did? Did you like you rip your shirt off and do a dance number or like what happened? I think I just had lunch. <laughs> so disappointed. It was the most peaceful lunch I've had in six weeks. No, it was great. I mean, like it was kind of bittersweet because like, the last two classes were with lessons of my two teachers that I they're like my favorite and I love I loved their lessons and they they haven't been too hard doing all this so it was kind of bittersweet. Um, they maybe have gotten teary eyed so um, it was a lot but no I'm just like just as soon as I clicked end meeting for the last fucking time on this godforsaken app I was like thank the Lord I'm done. Uh, everything's out of the way i'm good i'm free and now i gotta worry about other shit but no it's it's been it's been great i'm interested to see how this week is gonna go now that i don't have classes um because this this two weeks before this classes started i was doing nothing um but no i have i have a lot of stuff going back up to morgantown in a week uh staying there for a couple of weeks um as part one of two of my move out procedure because I need more than just a trip to get everything out, but also to see okay. everyone knock out breaking bad and a lot of movies that I've missed. Um, Did but yeah, say he was going to watch breaking bad. It's happening. <gasps> it's it's so on the record. Watch good. him like fucking hate it. He's just going <laughs> to. No, he's going to, he's going to love it. And then he's going to just go all the way through it. He's just gonna be like, I can't stop. I'm fairly certain. I'll love it. Yeah. It's all, and it's what? How many seasons? Six, six seasons. Six or seven. 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 I think seven. Seven seasons. You won't even feel it. No. <laughs> and then, uh, then you have to start a Better Call Saul. See, once you finish Got Breaking it. Bad, then then Better Call Saul, you'll be like, I just have, I have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, trust me, the the quality does not fall off. It doesn't drop off. In fact, I dare say that the quality. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a prequel so beautifully done. It's very it's nuanced. almost like it's almost like we've been taught George yeah. Lucas that prequels are evil, George Lucas. It's like we've been taught that prequels, George Lucas, are a breach <laughs> of a contract in the fandom, George Lucas. I'm just it's like we have been traumatized, mm-hmm. George Lucas, by prequels, <laughs> George Lucas. What Check was I saying? Um yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna have enough stuff to watch through the end of quarantine, which will be for another two years. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a right. good plan. That's a good plan. Mentally, I feel like I'm kind of breathing easier for you. I was getting anxious about you being in Zoom University. I wanted to to break you out so bad. I was I started dreaming, literally having dreams of excuses that we could make to get you out of quarantine, <laughs> uh, Zoom prison. It was a lot. And I um West Virginia is like planning on opening for the fall. Um they sent out an email Wednesday or Thursday that they have plans to open for the fall. Um I think Sophia's college is still on they're still kind of waiting to make a final decision. Any number of things can happen. They can start in the fall. Um if things aren't better by the fall, then they might start online and then come back for in-person classes halfway through the fall or maybe have to wait until the spring semester. We don't know, but I really hope people don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know where, where we're at, what the pulse is with this, but I really hope that 
we don't have to subject people to this because it is it is very stressful yeah. and it's not a good substitute. And unfortunately, in most cases, it is the only substitute. Um, I'm I'm predicting that there's going to be a mix up of both. I think as more people are comfortable, they're going to be mixing up in-person classes with online classes. They're going to make the the class sizes smaller so there's room to social distance. Um, I don't know how like orchestra and choir is going to work because that's just people breathing and spitting everywhere. So I don't know how they're planning on implementing that back. It might be a while. It might not happen in the fall. But yeah, I I just, I don't know. I hope, I hope people realize like it really is. It might seem nice to like be at home and just do your classes there, but it really is like the hardest thing you probably will ever do. And this is like, I have taken online classes before, but I've only taken one like throughout the semester. It was like one online class and then the the rest of my classes. And this was just all like, six seven eight of my classes and all in one computer it's just it's just not it's not the greatest i don't i don't think it substitutes for what learning is supposed to be which is interaction which is the thing that you get i think for me when i've taken online classes like when i want to do a refresher course i've taken a couple of the master classes too that are out there like i just i want to get the information and get out out of there for me it's like it's it's a convenient thing i can do a 45 minute class hour class get my information and bounce then yeah. YouTube came along and I stopped doing any of those classes anymore. Now I just do like get to the thing, get to the thing, get to the thing, tell me the thing, and then I learn the thing. But in university, trying to learn a craft, I was a theater major. There's no fucking way I could have done that in a Zoom chat room. I would have been like, what the fuck are we doing? So, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to figure it out. It's it's part of our schema, part of our part of our world, part of our world, too. Until probably 2022. I mean, this is who we are now. Until that Whether people want to fight up. it or not, or they need their fucking roots done, or their haircut, or whatever. Like, honestly, this is the new world order until we can find a vaccine. But I feel like there's other shit on the horizon that's going to upend this as well. And it's probably not going to wait until 2020 to rear its ugly head. So... That's so why you gotta like once every if when things loosen up and they're going to loosen up because everyone needs it to loosen up, you need to start stockpiling stuff. Not yeah. stockpiling like crazy, but just preparing for Getting the next prepared. lockdown. Because I that's what I I think we're gonna have another lockdown by the end of the year. I agree. You know, yeah. maybe you know late fall, early winter. Just because this is just the way viruses work, they we, they don't listen to us. Yeah. They do what they do naturally. Yeah. So. Um, what is everybody watching right now that they're excited about? Any recommendations? I need to check if American Idol is back up. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're working to get the season completed remotely. I feel like everybody's going to compete remotely at this point. And they're trying to work out those um, details. Uh, we are still watching what we do in the shadows. I got to tell you, that show is saving me. I love it. Better Things just aired its premiere. If you haven't watched Better Things and you want to watch something that's just, um, I don't know, it, talking about like families that are not the usual and watching home, like someone be at home and be with their girls and be a family unit as messy as that can be. 
Start with Better Things season one. Can't say enough about how comforting that show is. I'm still watching Monk every day. I watch it when I'm on the treadmill. And then I'll just, I'm so addicted to Monk, I can't tell you. It's like, it's a show that I never expected to be this addicted to. <laughs> Adrian Monk is my fucking spirit animal, and I love him so much. I love, every episode I get even more, like, attached to Tony Shalhoub. Like, I want to know if he's okay right now. <laughs> Getting a little obsessed with Tony Shalhoub. And him and <laughs> Brooke Adams. Hope you guys are good. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys are like watching? High maintenance too. If you want, if you want something that's like just yes. really fun. Yeah. And you, you know, you don't have to really stress too much, but you can like expand the way you look at things. High maintenance. Still watching like penny dreadful you know city of angels i'm still watching those things i just think that i'm just thinking about like like my shows that are giving me like you know what's also oddly comforting is Jesus and miro on showtime i love seeing those boys they make me laugh again it takes me sometimes 20 minutes to catch up with some of the jokes um but i love i actually my favorite part about Jesus and miro is their interaction with Emily, their producer, probably my favorite fucking thing, the white bread chick who's their producer and these just two guys from the Bronx. Like, that's probably one of my favorite things. If you want sex, history, uh, violence, men in kilts, I'm just going to say you can't go wrong with uh, Outlander. If you want to start watching that on Netflix, there's still log that in your spank bank. They're not, sounds like a Thursday night that whole thing, have they? Sorry, what? They haven't wrapped the whole thing, have they? It's still no. It's still going on. Still I think this on, current yeah. season's still going on. But if you want, like you know, if you want some uh, history and some uh, boot knocking, um, I haven't fi- we haven't finished Westworld. Insecure's back. I'm loving Insecure and Issa's story. Killing Eve is back. Oh yeah. my God, Villanelle is better than she's ever been before. She's even more nuttier. She's even more crazy. Oh my God. So fun. Still trying to like run. Don't know about that. Watch Black as Fuck. I think I have to be in a certain mood for Black as Fuck. I still love it. And then we just finished Dave. If you haven't seen Dave, it's the little Dicky. He's the rapper. Uh, I know we keep bringing up these things over and over and over again. We're bringing them up for a reason. They're really good uh, shows to watch. So effects on Hulu. Watch Dave. They just yeah. finished up the first season. It's if you just want something that's completely out of left center that's not referencing anything, Dave, that's your one, right there. And you can you can binge it because it's just wrapped. So just wrapped, it's right there. Yeah, that's all I got for recommendations. Um, I know I repeat myself every week, but yeah, there you go. If you somehow missed it, um, Parks and Rec came back for a little reunion special. You can watch the full episode on Hulu and YouTube. Um. It was great. I am a huge Parks and Rec fan. It was like getting a hug from friends you didn't know you missed. Aww. And it was it was really, I don't know, it was funny. It was comforting. And it it paid a, a really nice tribute to the show. Um, I was reading a interview with George Schur. Um, and he the, the interview interviewer asked him if um he can see like this way of making a television episode going further in the future. He's like, absolutely not. This was a nightmare to put together. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they sent all the actors 
literally like an iPhone, a, a microphone, um, like a, a ring light and everything. So they sent them all the equipment, but like directing over a Zoom call must have been a nightmare, syncing all of that up. I mean, they were basically just like reading their lines into the camera with nothing to to play off of from the other actors so i can i can see where he's coming from he's like no we're this is not the ideal way to make television but they did it for a really great cause they did it for feeding america they raised a lot of money um yeah it was great so check that out which reminds me of what i owe probably myself what i owe andre what i owe my country is that i need to um take in go into a room and start watching parks and recs and just rail through the whole thing I also owe myself a Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, binge, and I probably should finish The Office, The American Office. I finished The British Office. So I feel like maybe in the quarantine I'll get those things done. I, I watched the first four seasons of Parks and Recs and the first three seasons of The Office, and I've seen five episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that any of those things are necessarily my thing, but I feel like to keep up with the other kids in the class i should i should uh <laughs> do my homework yeah there's just yeah, cultural things that you just kind of need to go oh like oh okay oh uh, yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say like i i haven't watched much of the office it that was never really my thing i always loved parks and rec more but even parks and rec there's times where like you're like, oh yeah, this was made in 2011. Like, <laughs> right? There's this certain cultural hurdles that you need to get over, but yeah, it's 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 great. It's easy to get through. It's a good time. Have on in the background doesn't require much attention. So yeah, we're gonna let you guys go. Um, hope you have a good week. Hope you're getting sleep. We're all struggling with it. I went from five milligrams uh, THC gummy to now ten. Look, it's taken ten to take me down. From me, from me, that's a trank gun. <laughs> um so I'm doing that. I don't know what you guys are doing. Um using my CPAP machine at least four hours a night <laughs> um as prescribed. They like me to use it for seven hours, but I got these things shoved up my nostrils, man. I don't know. I keep dreaming that I'm actually in the ICU. It's not it's not a good time for sleep. Um No. So if you're getting any sleep, I salute you, I applaud you. If you're getting yourself into fresh clothes every day, even if they're other pajamas that are fresh, I applaud you. If you're raising your kids and you ain't uh, gone to prison yet, uh, I applaud you. If you have kept your alcoholism at bay, <laughs> just barely, I applaud you. Uh, no, we feel you. No one's having a good time. By the way, Nazis in the street. Nobody was over here loving this. Nobody's going, oh, my God, this is so great. Oh, my God, I'm never going to go outside again. <laughs> I mean, I am an introvert, agoric- agoraphobic as hell, and I am not having a good time. I thought this is going to be my time. I was made for this. Nobody's made for this. So, Well, I would, I would also say that if you are listening to this and you are one of those people that does love to be inside, still find time to go outside. You need that vitamin D. If you stay inside too long, not that other vitamin D, not that other vitamin, not now, it's not not time for that vitamin D, but the the vitamin sun D. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, No, but if you're in your house and all your breathing is like the dry house air, like it can weaken your immune system, which is not what we want right now. Um, So even if you go out just for like five minutes for some fresh air and sunlight, it really helps. Doctors, we don't know that. 
Well, excuse me. <laughs> so sorry. Per the CDC, no. Um, I do. Before we log off, I do want to say this this really weird thing that I found out that I did not know was a thing. So Thursday night, I start getting this weird soreness in my throat, and I was like, I don't think anything of it. It's fine. Sometimes my throat gets dry because my room is pretty dry. Just put on the humidifier overnight, be fine. I wake up in the morning, my throat is sore, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> um. My 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 anxiety riddled mind immediately went to Rona. I took my temperature; it was perfectly fine. I don't have any symptoms. It was it was noticeable enough for me to notice it, hence that the noticeableness. But it wasn't like it wasn't like painful. It was just like uncomfortable. And so I realized that this same thing happened last week. I woke up. I had a similar soreness in my throat. And it went away in a day. Like, I woke up the next day, I didn't feel anything. And apparently, did not know this, that if your anxiety is high enough, a sore throat can be a secondary symptom. Because if you start thinking about things like symptoms too much, your brain is going to react and create those symptoms. I did not know this. It explains a lot. So... Really, just everyone, just calm. Just keep yourself chill. So don't give yourself a sore throat like I have two weeks in a row. It's probably going to happen again next week. But now I know that it's it's just the anxiety. Well, also, or you could be snoring. Before I get the CPAP machine, I used to snore and I would wake up with a sore throat because your your mouth is wide open and you're sucking in particulates from your room. So it could be that too. Sure, but <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You had a carefully prepared speech from the CDC, and I just I fucked that up. I am so sorry. Well, that's not from the CDC. Forget I, I just said that. that just forget what I just said. No, it 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 could be that, but because no, I've no, been girl, I've been having a higher anxiety you. than usual, I know. I kind of I, I just attributed to that. So I did not want I don't want to downplay what you're saying. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> Lisa's like, no, it's not. It's just your room. So, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm offering the B side. It could also be that you're snoring. Sure. Just saying. Because yeah. I used to get sore throat before I took the, got the CPAP machine and shit. And yeah. Well, again, that's what I thought. That's why I had the humidifier on. Because I was like, oh, it's because the room yeah. is dry. And that didn't help. So that's why I went the other way. But sure, that too. You're, wow. <laughs> wow. Our first fight is happening right here on this podcast. Um, you should get two humidifiers like Monk. Anyway, you guys take care of yourself. We will see you next week. God knows what we're going to talk about. We hope that you're hanging in there. Uh, show us some love. We'll show you some love. Come holler at us in the comments. Be nice. Come on. No reason to be a dick. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't burn any calories. Um, but we'd love to hear from you guys and how you're doing. And give us a shout out, and we'll, we'll holler at you right back. Until then, until next week. Take care of yourself. Get some sleep and um, listen to what Dr. Andre Magalhaes has to say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Ah!